0: Let's get ready to throw down. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Uh, Sales Throwdown. We are continuing to talk about grit. We were gonna change the topic and then we talked about three or four points and decided that we had enough to go for a whole other episode. So today we're talking about the flip side of grit and when you're just being stubborn, right? Because that's kind of what it evolves to. And stubbornness in sales roles shows up in different ways, right? It might be that you jump ship too early or you don't go find a coach or a mentor or someone to work with. And we were talking about this topic and Clint was talking about someone that he had to let go because he was motivated, but he wasn't producing. So let's pick it up right there. Clint?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, so we're talking about the motivation side of when you, when you can, you can come to work every day and be, almost the internal cheerleader on your team and, and be happy, go lucky and motivated. You bring that good atmosphere, but you know, at the end of the day, results are the proof and the pudding that you need in sales. And sometimes you carry a guy on a little too long, or He carries himself on. I mean, in this instance, this guy, you know, 14, 15 years in the, in the exact same position. And I don't think anybody ever had the intestinal fortitude to say, Hey guy, you are, you are not where you need to be in 14 years. And, and, you know, unfortunately for me, when I came into that role, it just kind of fell in my lap of, you know, I, I drug it on far, farther further than I should have. But, you know, the point of it is, is that we all, maybe even ourselves have, um, a little bit of that problem, right? We, we think we're motivated. We get up every day, we're excited to do it. And we do it maybe the wrong way. And how many times do you do that before you realize, okay, this isn't working. I need help. Or I need to take some lessons, you know, personally, help, help to me doesn't mean go grab a life coach and a, you know, a sales coach. To me, it means I got to do some study and read some books, look online, do whatever, find whatever resource I can to get out of that rut. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. I think there's a, there's a, we have to set a scale to measure ourselves on at some point.
0: And- so for me, when I, when I hear that, my mind leaps automatically to KPIs, right? The leading indicator, right? So that way you know if you're on track or not, because there's going to be times where maybe your selling cycle is like so long, right? Like, like I know people who will hire a sales rep and they don't expect them to like even make any money for like nine or 10 months. Like it's built into the budgets. And so if, if you know, how do you manage that other than with KPIs? Does anybody have like another option?
1: Yeah. So f- for example, you know um, I look back on financial before I made the decision with this guy, I look back on the financials for t- 10 years as far as I could go back. And I noticed that every year he sold something. Right. So it was like right at the time when I think people were like, okay, we've had enough right at the end of that, that period, he would sell something. Right. And then it was kind of start the clock over, and without the, the agreement and and that's something that kpi helps you do is it creates an agreement not just a task but it also you know lets you you know have an internal agreement between two people that says hey you need to be here every three months or every week you have to be here every year you have to be here and uh, that's something i don't think anybody ever did and uh yeah so how you name it kpis task whatever you want I you, like i said you have to have a scale
0: nan i'm curious as someone who wants to get along with everybody and, you know, you love everybody, how do you, how do you think you would handle that situation? You know, if, if you, if you have someone who's really motivated, right. And they're putting in the work, they're trying, but just not really gaining traction, can't really seem to figure it out. Like, how would you go about that? And also bear in mind that that there was cutting anyway, because of, of all the COVID stuff, right, Clint, it wasn't just, he was pulled in and now was the decision you guys laid off a couple of people, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, but he was before we did the COVID cuts. Oh, okay. Okay. Performance.
2: So um, I've told the story before of uh, some sales. I was on a sales team and they would call me for motivation. So I was having to, on a regular basis, give them um, action plans. And one girl in particular just would just, her mindset would just get her out of just any kind of motivation. She would just sit in the car and she'd call me and I would tell her, just get your butt out of the car. Like nothing, you've accomplished nothing if you don't do something. And I remember um, just, Some people need that coaching. Some people need a person, you know, a partner, someone to keep them on track and then they can, they can do really well. Um, This girl in particular, she did fine. She, she never excelled really. And now I know her, she's not in sales. She stepped aside just like sometimes sales isn't for you. If, If you have to be coached and even the coaching over a, you know, a lot of time and you still fail, then, you know, you just have to step aside. She's very successful in leadership. She just, it was just really hard for her to step. You know, some people don't want to be in front of the camera. Some people don't want to go in in front of people and put themselves out there. They don't want to be accountable to numbers and just the whole plethora of things that you have to be accountable for, right? But it the analogy that I always think of whenever Clint was talking, I was like, You know, some people need to be on that. What's the thing where everyone wants to go and be coached out in the field? You know, what is that called now? You know, the whole exercise thing where people need to be in a group. I'm the personality that I I wouldn't do that. I want to go when I want to go. And so I think that is one reason that my personality, not necessarily the S, but my personality, it does better because I can self-motivate. And I think you can teach people to be self motivated. You know, if you can get them to get out of their way, or sometimes it's okay to need to be coached on a regular basis. You know, sometimes you're not the leader of the sales team. Sometimes you are. What does Al say? Al used to show us a movie and (laughs) would always (laughs) talk about farmers. What was that?
0: Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, right? You, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Well, ask Clint if I
3: can talk first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have you just been sitting so there being salty this whole time? <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's up? Clint,
0: is it okay if I speak
3: right
2: now? Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: just
3: go, do this or do this, and then I mean, go I, ahead. I'll come in. or I'll go out
2: there's this movie he used to show us for motivation <laughs> which was terrible i thought are you talking late. about coffees
3: for closers yes yeah, <laughs> yeah that's glenn, glenn ross, glenn ross yeah. man that that's that's the best right there that's, i don't think bitch, coffee is for closers put that cup <laughs> down your, you know get them to sign on the dot the line which is dotted right you
2: know all of that man I, yeah
3: absolutely still so, what were you saying, Nan? Keep going?
2: So anyway, I'm just saying, some people, and I used to watch that because he would, every time he'd hire someone new, he'd go, No, <laughs> no, you
3: know, he'd like, no, no, I'm what are you saying? Dumb. We did that at the beginning of the year. After we came back from the New Year's holiday, mm-hmm. it was mandatory that we watched it, and that just started our year out.
2: And I just oh, thought okay. that was so dumb because I was sitting there thinking, <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I think this about people, I think you're either a leader And you can be a sales leader, or or you're not a leader. But that doesn't mean you're not gonna be successful. But if you have to continuously motivate people, there's a problem, you have, you know, if you can motivate, the the problem, I I misspoke. The problem is if you can't motivate someone. So when I would tell her, get out of the car, like get out of the car, walk in the office and do something. Because what you're doing is nothing and you're gonna not get anywhere. Well, she just couldn't get out of you know she she just couldn't succeed in that, but there are people i'm a hundred percent there are people that can be under leadership and thrive i I, I totally believe that
0: i agree so um, man, I have so many questions uh, <laughs> because i'm I, I i I think there's a difference between how how what you're really talking about is like the difference between like internal motivation, intrinsic, and then external motivation, extrinsic, right? And I think that everybody can be intrinsically motivated whenever they, they, they figure out their, their triggers and their whys and all of these things. But I am very much a coached person, right? Like I, I love like talking with you guys because, because this fires me up, you know, and like, and like the people around me. So I get it from there, but I am, I'm the first one to admit that I don't have anything figured out and I'll go sit with someone who is killing it, you know? So where I don't, I don't, I've never viewed that as a potential, like, I guess, weakness until just right now when we're talking about this. Well,
2: I, I'm not saying, I don't think it's a weakness. I think. I do. Uh, per, see, I think. I think the I and the D probably see it as a, see it as a weakness.
0: Oh, um, gut driven. That's right. That's fair. Yeah, I,
2: I think that, and not so much people person. Like, I think a really good sales team can thrive better than an individual. I mean, I don't know if this is inappropriate to say, and I'm, you know, I'm going to say it anyway. If you have <laughs> well, I think Al is a great.
3: I don't. know. Highly Uh appropriate, obviously. (laughs) Keep
0: going. Uh, Oh, God. Okay. I
2: stepped in the hall and I'm falling in, but um, Al?
0: (laughs) The the tightrope has never been looser, ladies and gentlemen. I think
2: well, I'm gonna. I'm not. Okay. I'm maybe not gonna say it. I just think it's really important.
3: Oh,
0: please not, do. Don't don't
3: hold back now. You've all got us on the edge of our seat. Give it up, girl.
2: It's really important to not discount helping others to do well. As I think, team. It's like a team sport. I think in sales. And so, if you're someone like Al, who's maybe not the perfect person to go out and and you know do sales by himself. I mean, I think you've been successful. I just think you're a better. Oh my
0: gosh! I'm I'm crying over here, watching her trying to navigate this (laughs) minefield of a conversation. Oh Oh my god! Nan has ever talked more on one episode or on any episode all put together. Al, I feel like I've
2: made you mad.
3: Shit on him. Well, well, Nan, this is your last
0: day at work. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> oh, man. It's been a great run. I mean, okay, okay. I
2: no, I can I can fix it. I believe
3: <laughs> What broke?
2: We are kind of like the good cop, bad cop. Like when we started working together, people would go, What? They would say to me, What are you doing with him? Like, oh my gosh, how in the world are you <laughs> and people would say to you, How are you working with? I mean, we are just such opposites, right? But together going on a sales call i think we do phenomenal and so my point is i think it's really important to let other people with different personalities motivate people that aren't that need to be motivated that's all okay
3: but but that can't always occur i mean you know it's it's kind of like being on a construction site when i was a kid you know i was i was weak so i had to have some help <laughs> moving the, the you know the acoustical <laughs> tile up to the fifth floor right the screwdriver so these so old timers are like You know, quit brother-in-lawing it, right? You know, carry your own weight. And and so,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard that before, brother-in-lawing it. Yeah,
3: exactly. That's That's a
1: construction term. Is it really,
3: Clint? Clint, isn't that? Yeah. So when you can't carry the item, your brother-in-law because you get your buddy to help you carry it up. Well, I was doing (laughs) that all day long, right? Until I figured out what brother-in-law it is, and on the third day, when I couldn't pick the damn thing up, I went home because I couldn't do the job. (laughs) <laughs> so, I mean, sales could be like
2: that. If you would have let someone help you. That's all but I, I they, really- the
3: organization wouldn't allow it to occur, right? That's all yeah. I'm simply saying. There are certain sales roles that they won't let you take the good guy, bad guy, cop with you. They're like, wait a second. Our territory's too big. Get on that fucking plane. Go down the road. Talk to Joe and sell him on the item. And yeah. nobody else is going with you, right?
2: But so that doesn't the- mean you can't have someone – to call, to help you, to team up with, it doesn't have to be, it can be virtual. No,
3: true, true. I I agree with what you're saying. I mean, and I think most people would that, you know, if you're struggling in a particular area, go get a mentor, get some help. Like Clint said, read a book or, you know, do do the one-on-one with John and do the role-playing. You know, it's, this is like any other, sport you know maybe it's a team but then there's individual effort that has to be accounted for right and is your effort good enough do you do it often enough and do you get the results to put money in your pocket
2: well i mean it's a combination of natural ability and learn skills so come on everybody has to learn something it's not just everyone and everyone does have some type of natural ability so find out what it is
0: a little bit this is my favorite episode like this has been the best thing ever. Like Zoom firings are now a theme because of COVID and everything. And so seeing one happen right here on our show, like right, this is this is the best thing that could have happened all week. Sorry, Nan.
2: Well, let me get my cat, Ben. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man. Okay. okay. So Al, what do yeah. you I what do you because y'all do have this kind of like outlier of a relationship to where you know, you guys support each other, and in, and in the in the deals are big enough, and the relationships make make enough sense. You can kind of work together on projects, right?
3: But we have projects we work together on, and then Nan has accounts. If I walked into them, they'd be like, "Who the hell are you? Get mm-hmm. the hell out of our office!" Right? To you most know, the ones. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they are because
2: I don't have to work
3: them, and I still get paid. I get a- shots right? fired, everybody.
2: <laughs> I'm being silly. Other. I love it. Uh-oh. Can we let Clint talk? He's looking a little befuddled over there. Go ahead. No, Clint,
1: Clint can't talk till I tell him. <laughs> <laughs> this is not.
2: I did.
1: I was just thinking if I wanted to go to a divorce meeting with lawyers, I'd have I'd have paid for it instead of coming to this Zoom meeting. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Nothing
0: like that, man. Nothing uh, like that. The couples therapy. Talk. Um. So you know, Al, how do you? how conscious are you over, over those decisions of like, cool, I'm going to, I'm going to try to work these accounts. The net's going to try to work these like, like how do you, because essentially you're talking about territory management at that point. Right. How do you, how do you figure out what, what, what makes sense to work on together? What you kind of divide and conquer and who gets what? Uh,
3: You know, it's, it's, it's how many, you know, she knows people and I know people, I mean, you know, it's connecting the dots. Who's the better fit for that equation Sometimes it comes down to uh, who should go approach this individual. Well, okay, you know, they're more suited to probably listen to what you have to say. Do I need to be there? Do I not need to be there? I mean, we, we do a strategy meeting prior to like new accounts, or going to an existing account or going to somebody who we know, but hasn't really bought much from us. Maybe, you know, we've had some close encounters, you know, how, how should we approach that? Do you want me to go in there? And, and then will swing by sometimes. I mean, you know, we, we, it just depends. There's no rhyme or reason, but there's a discussion about it and then a game plan. And then if it doesn't stick, then we go back and debrief, reassess and go at it again.
2: I would like to know um, John, I feel like you, you kind of have that with Melissa and I'm wondering if, unless I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong. I apologize if that's not correct, but it seems like you're kind of, she helps you out a lot. Right. And mm-hmm. I, I just think that is contributes to success. Now, Clint, I'm thinking is going to say, I don't need a single bloomin' person in my life.
0: He's not going to say bloomin'. That's for sure. Well, no, but quite, I have a quite the opposite I a, actually.
2: <laughs> I have a question for Clint
3: though, Clint. I mean, you obviously run a sales team, right? Because you just yeah. talked about having to dismiss somebody whose numbers weren't quite right. Yep. When when you have a team underneath you, right? Um, how much are you involved in their prospecting, their sales process, their you know the the whole thing?
1: Yeah. You know, so I do still try to manage accounts myself as a salesperson. Just uh and, and I try to look at what I do as bonus to the bonus pool, right? I try to, you know, what I'm doing doesn't affect the the forecast of what we should do in a year, right? Anything I do is a is a bonus. And and sometimes it's just uh you can tell stuff's going and even for me, right? There there's clients that I talk to that I can just tell that I'm not clicking with them, and I know that I have somebody on my team that personality-wise, interest-wise, you know, uh, age-wise, they just fit better. Why the hell would I take it upon myself to ruin a relationship that can be cultured with somebody else on my team? And with the team mentality that we're talking about, it should go the other way, right? You should always have somebody in your team that that fits your customers, or if you can, right? the entrepreneurs out there listening to this you're you're the one man band this is all on you for now right until you build it up to where you you can do what we're talking about but um this is where you have to to understand the disc and the the personality side and the body or the body language and the tonalities because you have to become a chameleon to be able to be a team within yourself and uh And that's, that's not easy to do, but you know, every chance that I get to take multiple people on my team to a meeting, I absolutely jump at the chance. Um, One, because you get to, you can sit back and observe especially if you're you know, in the positions that we are, where we understand a lot of things that maybe some um, typical salesperson doesn't yet. You get to sit back and observe a lot of things that you can't do if you're trying to, Run the meeting or talk, you know and and so so I typically enjoy bringing as many people as I can just to just to see personalities fly
0: and so to kind of bring this back to to grid a little bit I, I'm curious how did you get to that point to where you decided, okay, I might need somebody else other than myself because i don't Based upon, I'm not a D, but based upon what I know about how you like to win and everything else, that that feels like something that wouldn't come naturally. So, failure. How do you, failure? Okay.
1: I mean, in all lessons, right? You learn the hard. Some people can learn from a book and then go do it, you know, correctly after they've read a book. I can't do that. I read the book and then I still have to go fail the hard way, and then I realize the book was right. You know that that's just. I mean, it's probably a lot of D's out there. So. The failure pops into that um, a lot. The other thing that plays into that for me is um, the advantage of bettering my odds. And if you like to win, then you are always trying to better your odds. You're always trying to up at 1% or 2 points, you know, to get just a little bit of a, of a cutting edge. And, uh, and if you can do that with bringing one more person to the meeting and go for it, what's, what's to lose? Now, you can go the other way. You know, if you bring the wrong person, so you got to be careful there. Yeah, and I've and I've made that mistake many times as well.
2: So when we- you said failure, I it, I thought of for me it it's success. Like what motivates me is success, and if you don't ever get to experience success, then you don't have that. So you do have to have failure. But man, if you if you are really successful at some point, and then later, you know, a little bit later, you're not, you're like I I want to get back there. You know, like today I went and saw someone and they were just living in a mess, you know. I mean they just were and I thought, gosh, did, did have they never lived in organization, you know, that's putting it as nice as I mean and, and I thought maybe they never have. They didn't know there could be better. I, I really I can't imagine and then it made then I started thinking of my kids and I thought, um yeah. I I had one, my youngest son, he was just, when he was at home, he was just messy. I was just like, man, what is, what is the deal? You know, why is he so dang messy? And now he's married and his wife the other night was bragging on him. And she was like, man, he is everything has to be just a certain way. And he's painting all the time. And I thought, Oh, he experienced that when he lived at home, there was always, you know, I kept everything clean, organized, nice. And I did that for him. I spoiled his little butt. And so back to sales, I just think the same thing. I think once you experience, Oh, man, that was a great sale, then you want to get back there. You know, that that's a huge motivation, I think.
1: So let me tie in the S and the D across the personality spectrum a little bit here with grit, because success is what drives man's grit of getting through a situation, knowing that she can succeed, has succeeded, and she pushes that, whatever the task may be to get it done. (laughs) I am on the so far opposite end of the spectrum that one, I'm scared of embarrassment and failure, and that drives my grit. So it's the exact opposite, but we both have grit. And we both get things done every day, but they're very different drivers.
3: Well, and and you speak to the carrot and the stick, right? And, and, you know, and which one of those is your motivating factor? I mean, if yours is, you know, fear of failure or the desire for success. Right. And again, you know, that's, that's that self-awareness that we kind of preach about knowing who you are and where you go into the ditch and then how you stay on the, on the beaten path to success and and there there there's kind of the crux of some of this stuff. I mean, I think we can all have grit, but if we're, you know, not on the right path, we have to have the cortex and not just the grit cuz the grit won't get you there, right? You got to yeah. recognize is this the right path for me? And if it is, nose to the grindstone, get out there and get the job done. But if you're on the wrong path, man, you know, turn it around figure out a different way
1: yeah and i see this uh one of the sports that i see this kind of scenario play out with personalities is is actually golf right if you watch professional golf because you see guys that go out watch professional golf Mm, okay hell yeah i do yeah I'm, I'm (laughs) i'm into that thing right but but what i see is people that are scared of failure like myself and they're scared of you know going out and making a fool of themselves they fold under that pressure on the 18th hole of the championship and they, they let <laughs> okay. those emotions, get involved. And with more of Ann's or Nan's approach is more of the success. If I go out and I do what I can do then, and what I've prepared for, I have the opportunity for success. It may not always happen. So the, the, the emotional ride there is very different and you've got to know that that's a, you know, that's coming success and failure how you've prepped yourself for it mentally is, is huge when it comes to you oh, know, yeah. not getting that done. Oh, yeah. So well, <clears throat> i cu- ahead.
0: I'm curious, like, like as an I, and, and because you, you slide to the D very, very easily. So I'm curious, like when you're, when you're in that I state, how do you, what's fueling your grit, right? Because, you know, we talked about Nan and Clint, and I think I know what mine is. I'm curious for, for I types out there.
3: Well, and Nan can probably attest to this. Um, I had, and we might have spoken to this, um, I had a nurse who was in charge of an OR, and we were in there, and she basically called me a liar, right? And kind of without any kind of substantiation, kind of glumped me in the category of just the sales rep, you know, crap ass. And I had really had a legit, hey, this is how this is going to go down with the doctor. And Nan tried to make peace with that, and I was on my way to being a D and putting my foot in her ass, right? Because I'd gone from being, wait a second, you're about to prevent me from making a sale, you stupid bitch. And uh, my, you know, it's going to take a minute to get my foot out of your ass because you just called me a liar. And I'm a known guy in this part. You're the new person here and we're about to have it out, right? You yeah, know, there's the- I was ready to burn the house down. And Nan, and we walked out and I said, do not ever get in the way of my righteous act to defend myself and be an honest guy, right? And I literally, I meant it to her as much as I meant it to the other girl. I'm like, get out of my, you know, I got to kill this person. You're in the way, right? <laughs> and so I can, if challenged, I can, if, you know, because we can be nice about it and have just an adult adult conversation. Or, you know, we can fucking take it wherever you want to at a certain point. So, I mean, you got to have a little bit of grit in your back pocket to, to put on the pavement. If somebody starts to shove you or push you out the door, or get, you know, get you out of the way. No, no, you got rights. I mean, yeah, you know, I may be a, a sales guy, but, I, you, know, I, you, know, I, you know, I've got rights. Hmm. Interesting. So let's go protest.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Al's got some, some, some deep-seated anger issues. There.
3: Oh, yes. Is. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I, no, but what I just showed you was how you slide from one position to the next position with authority, conviction, and the right to be there. And when people see that coming, they get out of the way of the Mack truck. So be that Mack truck. Use it wisely. Use it wisely. And, and, and temper your response and be willing to apologize for your position because Uh, obviously you had me no no no, wait wait no 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 no, 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 wait a second hey hey hold on clint hold on clint because then i here's how it works though i do it from a d's perspective oh i'm sorry did i offend you my apologies (laughs) right i'm uh, you know i misunderstood what you were saying when you were calling me a liar is that what you were saying john or should we revisit the statement that you made and if you'd like to apologize for what you said to me then we can move on with this right no and no no, no clear. clear when i do it i do it from a d's perspective of oh i apologize if i hurt your feelings but you motherfucker are the one oh <laughs> we might have to gut that are the one who called me the liar right
2: okay, okay. john would you like to give your version of
0: yeah uh so real <laughs> quick al would have called the person a bitch even if even if they were masculine so they're not they, this person is probably more so out. Exactly. So that, uh, you know, if you're offended, Al uses that word interchangeably. It's not a sexist. Comment,
3: sorry. No. I, don't, I don't mean offense to anybody.
0: That's fair. Um, <laughs> so for me, I, my grit comes from being correct, right. Is what it boils down to, right? Like, like I need to be technically correct. And so what that means is like, like it drives me to deliver, over deliver as much as I possibly can with, you know, the clients and the people that I work with, because when I don't do that, <laughs> It's it's a failure, you know. When I when I don't live up to the standard, that I am going to very clearly communicate because of that's just how I operate. When I don't deliver on that standard, it's it's unbearable, right? So, my grit comes from more from delivering for clients than it does on the sales side. But I now view the sales side of it means to, means to the end. I don't really get motivated from selling. I get motivated by having cool conversations and helping people figure out what they're really looking for. But like the prospecting side and the, the endless networking and these things that like I have to do to stay in front of people does not motivate me whatsoever.
3: Well, okay. But you said these things that you have to do. So how do you put the smiley face on and how do you go out? And, because I know you do a lot of that and you invite me to the things that you kind of before COVID obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, put together. So, you know, if that's the, if that's the grind, how do you stay fresh? How do you, how did, you know, cause I could see that being a, a major component to what you do.
0: I turn it into something that I can win at really. Right. So, so when I go, when I go to like a networking event, I go in there with a goal, like I'm, I'm going to get five cards, right. And, and three of the cards need to be somebody that is worth following up with. And so then what happens is I'm just in task mode. Right. And, and, and how I feel about it becomes less important because now it's just this thing that I can win at. And so then what I do is, is I run my program that way. Right. Um, and so, it doesn't motivate me, but, it, but it's, it's not something that I avoid. It, it's something that is part and parcel of this other thing that I get to do. So I make myself do it by gaming it and turning it into something that where I can have really clear expectations at, at the end of the thing because like the ambiguity of, of like networking and asking for referrals and doing some of these things we have to do as salespeople, like the ambiguity of it bothers me, right? Like Like the no clear direction of just do more. Well, how much more? Right? Like like how much of this do I really need to be doing to get to get to here? And that's why KPIs are such like a great thing. Okay, I need to do this much networking, this much cold calling, this much stuff to get to this amount of decision maker conversations. And then once from there, so a certain number of those should be qualified, and then a certain portion of those get an offer, and then a certain portion of those things close. So then it just becomes one big math problem for me. And then it's something that I can figure out and wrap my head around, and then I get really excited about it. Like I'm I'm fired not- up. Huh? Just yeah. <laughs> So you know when I when I when I keep it in my head like that I can do I can do anything really I mean not anything but you know because Clint's about to be like fly um, but you know I can do lots of things that are that are uncomfortable and not motivating when I when I think of them as as math problems and just things that I need to get done without how I feel about them.
3: So let me ask you this: How much of your world is built around things you really would rather not do versus? <laughs> How much <of> it is. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I start balancing that equation in my brain, yeah. right? Cause if I don't like it, I'm probably not the guy that's going to do it. I mean, I, I'm just yeah. not built that way.
0: This guy, uh, he messaged me the other day and he's trying to sell me on like a fitness package, you know, cause he's a fitness coach. And I'm just like, yeah, I know I don't really need it. And so, so he's following up and he goes, what do you do for fun? And I, and I said, and thought about it. and I was like, Math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it, but like like everything is a means to an end, right like you know when i like like everything there's there's always like an ulterior motive right like like I like spending time with my family, but i i I make myself do it because a it's important to the relationships, and also b I need time away from this that way I can rest and relax right like that's how every decision gets made in my head
3: do you have an emotion one in your body? <clears throat>
0: I mean, I'm feeling a little nervous right now after that <laughs> comment, but you know, I I can I can I can wall off access to to that kind of stuff when when I need to, right? And so, you know, I mean, even the games that I play on my phone at night when I'm trying to like wind down are very like logic driven because I have to deal with so much that is not logical, like in business all day long, right? I mean, most of my like it's not like I'm a developer where I can just sit and like pound away on the keyboard and everything makes sense. And I really get to like dive into this thing. Like most of my day is spent around the, the unknowing about the other person, right. Of like what's going on here. Are they a fit? How can I help all of these things? And so it's taxing, right? So like, like this game that I play is like this ridiculous kind of like Sudoku game, but it recharges my like logic battery. And I mean, but it's very purpose driven. Like, like, I don't really do a whole lot and just be like, huh, how did I get here? Like, it just doesn't work that way for me. So I'm boring as hell is what is what that comes well, down to. <laughs> because there's where, and
3: that's why on the disc spectrum, we sit at polar opposites, yeah. right? Because I don't care. I just got there, right? I mean, I I can honestly say I, my, my thing is, well, I like doing this and this didn't hurt too much and felt good. And I laughed a little bit and drank a glass of wine and had this conversation. And you know, the next thing I know, wow, man, there was money being made. And I mean, it it sounds stupid and I'm not being contrite when I say this, sometimes I'm like, how the hell did that happen? Wow. That was pretty cool.
1: You know, I noticed that when, dock your personality to eye to eye, which is most, all of salespeople in the world, I would say it's definitely the majority, if not 75, 80% of salespeople are, are in the eye spectrum. And it's so funny because you get a successful sales guy on your team for 20 plus years and you hire a new guy that's also an I. The One of the biggest problems is he cannot transfer the how yeah, because he doesn't even know. Man and,
3: speaks to that all the time, all it's, the time. It's, so and I know he's a horrible it. trainer, and I'm like, it, but I I'm a good trainer.
1: Well, just you just see. don't
3: have any data, and that's well, and that's you just watch, listen, shut the hell up, exactly. And then figure <laughs> out what 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 you know what. that's, value that's the you
1: curriculum can take right there.
0: Of? Yeah, as as someone who's been through the the the, yeah, the doc al cycle. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the doc al school of sales before you know all the disc stuff and everything else. Um, it was, it was a struggle, right? Because like, I, I want to do well, but I don't really know the key components to doing well because the, you know, the, the information I kept getting was just keep showing up, just keep showing up, you know, and bring stuff, you know, bring him <laughs> stuff, keep showing up, ask for lunches.
3: No, no it's wait it's wait a second. Smart. To me, we have...
2: is too smart to be a trainer because it's just, it drives him crazy. He's like, hey, how do you not know that? You, I know that. And I'm like, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember that day in the parking lot with the trocated tips?
2: I mean, it's. A, I have so many stories. That's
3: for me to know if I ever care. No, nobody's going to get any of this, guys. I know so it's like, so inside yeah. baseball. So let's it, wrap things
0: up, guys. Yes,
3: yeah, inside, inside info.
0: Oh yeah. So uh, I think we've worked grit to death. So next week we'll we'll have some new up some new topics to talk about. If you are out there selling trying to sell, doing any of this stuff, and you're not sure who you are, you're probably not selling as well as you could because you're probably not selling to people who are just like you. Email disc at salesthrowdown.com. You can take one of these assessments and you can figure out exactly who you are and kind of what other people need to have better results. If you're listening, please share this with somebody else. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe, and we will see everybody
3: next week. Hold on, oh. I found my I found my training manual. Here's page one. Here's <laughs> page two. Here's page three, and here's page four. Fold and repeat.
0: <laughs> there there's the nugget right there. I love that so much. That's
2: cute.
0: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna cut that out and make that a, a, like a a gif. So be ready. Okay. Awesome, guys. All right, guys. Have a good night. See you. Good night.